Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, follow the show at Strict Anonymous or follow me on Twitter at Cartoon Therapy. You could like my Facebook page, Strictly Anonymous, even though I don't do shit on there, but you could like it anyway. It's just a push of a button, right? Um, and give me some likes. I just don't really do anything there. I hate Facebook, but I like Twitter. Less is more. I can't stand blah, 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 even though that's what I do on my podcast. I blah, blah, blah through the whole thing. <laughs> Um, I'm just, I'm more of a talker than a writer. I guess that's why I don't like Facebook or anything more than Twitter. But anyway, uh, what else can you do? Oh, you can buy my book. My book is on amazon.com. It's called the cartoon misadventures of a total train wreck. And it's basically a bunch of love gone very wrong stories. That's my tagline. And it's my tagline because that's exactly what the book is. It's a basically, it's kind of a true story. Even though, I mean, you know, who, who was it? James Fry that got in a lot of trouble for saying it was true and not every fucking word was true. I mean, like it's uh, basically what I did was I just retold all my relationship stories from the time I lost my virginity uh, to the time I'm 40. And so, it, you know, to my recollection, this is how it went down. And it's pretty fucking hilarious. And it's pretty tragic. Everyone has a different experience reading my book. I've heard back from some people that have got it and people feel different things when they read it. And so it's interesting to me because... That's art, right? You put something out there and everyone takes different things. Personally, I think the book is fucking funny. And, uh, but there's lessons in it, you know, because I, I write that kind of stuff into the book as well. Um, it's more for women, I think, because it's, you know, about relationships. And I don't think guys really like to analyze that shit. But if you're a guy, you might like it because there's a lot of SEX in there and you might learn some stuff about women. I'm pretty honest about you know, and transparent about what I was feeling and what was going down in all the relationships. So anyway, that's my book. You could buy it. Cartoon Therapy. Uh, not Cartoon Therapy. Fuck, that was my old bad name of my book. It's called The Cartoon Misadventures of a Total Train Wreck. It's about eleven ninety five. It's on Amazon. Buy it. Read it. Let me know what you think. Um, also, if you can, write a review. If you like my podcast, write a great review. I need reviews. I like reviews. I know it's a pain in the ass. It must be because I know I have thousands of listeners, but nobody ever writes a fucking review. And I know I get emails from people that love my podcast. So I know you're out there. So if you can just write a one sentence review or, you know, whatever. Um, and then what else? So today, let me just get right to it. Today I have on a girl. I always love when I have females on my show. And the way I got this girl is remember Will, the guy whose dick was too big. He was a couple podcasts ago. Uh, I think he was like 101 episode 101 will was this guy who had a really big dick and couldn't it wasn't satisfied with women sexually no woman could take him sexually i mean vaginally or anally and he was looking for a woman that could because you know he wants to enjoy sex and he wants to settle down and he wants to have a relationship well it turns out like two weeks after that podcast aired he found a girl and not only could she take him anally she could take him vaginally and she was into it she really liked it and so he told me like hey i found this girl and she like loves my dick size and maybe you want her on the show and i was like oh yeah and so he put me in touch with her and i was like you know i i would love to have you on but i would need to talk to you you know about more than just your experience with will right because i wanted to know her story and that's and she agreed and um and that's what goes down on this podcast this woman calls and i forget what we call her maybe kim lisa Joanne I don't know what does it fucking matter names are so irrelevant to me that's why I have everyone make up names to me I'm more interested in who somebody is so she calls in this Jane Doe <laughs> I forget her name she calls in and she explains you know how she met Will what went down with him as well as like um you know stuff about her she's a girl who met him on craigslist so this is a real woman that really goes on craigslist looking to fucking hook up and just hook up for sex and i know that most people don't think that that exists uh it's like a dinosaur but she exists she does it so that woman on craigslist the real woman on craigslist does exist you can find it but they're few and far between and this girl's not what you think i mean you think oh what kind of girl would go on craigslist and just like respond to a guy to fuck up you know a stranger um, but, uh, if you listen to the whole thing, you get that, um, you get a different picture of w than what you probably would go into just knowing, you know, those facts. So anyway, I'm just going to get right back on 
with uh, Kim, I think her name is, uh, so you could hear all about it. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hi, is this Sarah? Yes. Hi, Kathy. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Uh, you're... I'm doing well, thanks. Great. So you're calling in alone, right? But really... Yes. You're calling in because Will, my previous guest, Will, the guy with the extremely large, whatever you want to call it, because I don't know, you can't even call it a cock, right? Because it's like nothing you've probably ever seen before. I don't know. But I know that he described how big it is on the show. And he's like right. extra large, like extra well hung. And his problem was he couldn't find a girl that could take him. I don't know if you listened to his episode, but... I was like, no, I didn't. Okay, because he was actually putting it out there on Craigslist. He was looking for a girl because he was really looking for a girl to like get married and stuff. But he can't. He's not sexually satisfied. But he said he found one woman in his whole life that could actually take him anally. So I was like, that's really what you should look for—a girl who could take you anally. Because I don't think you know. You're a woman. I'm a woman. We know how we're made inside vaginally, and I just don't think it's possible to take that totally in because of the cervix, right? So you are the girl that he met right after he taped the podcast on Craigslist or off of Craigslist, right? That's where you guys met. That's correct. Yeah. And you took him anally and you loved it. I mean, that's what he told me. <laughs> and then he put us in contact. Okay. Right. Uh, right. So that we can uh, tape a podcast all about it. But of course, we're going to talk about other things. So let, tell me how that all went down. You met him on Craigslist. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, found him, um, responded, chatted a little bit, you know, talked about, um, I guess, you know, what he wanted and what I wanted and, you know, decided to meet up and yeah, and, you know, kind of went from there. Right. So now tell me like, okay, because I get a lot of my callers, all the guys, mm -hmm. mostly guys that I talk to that call in from Craigslist, right? And their biggest okay. complaint most of the time is, is that there are no real women on Craigslist. It's very hard to meet a girl that's really looking to, you know, sort of do the things that these guys are on their advertising for. But you're a real girl, right? <laughs> Who was right. really Absolutely. on Craigslist looking to hook up, right? Like, what were you on Craigslist looking for? Yeah, I mean, I just, exactly that. I mean, you know, nothing heavy. Um, I feel like with Craigslist, people are, they kind of put it out there. This is what I want. And this is what I'm looking for. You know, there's no mixed messages or anything like that. It's, you know, straight up and pretty direct. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, I, I personally haven't ever, um, done an ad myself. It was just mainly, you know, kind of just go on there and check things out and, and, you know, talk to people and see what happens. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's the first person that I met up with that anything really materialized in that respect. Um, oh, really? I've, yeah, I've talked to other people and met them and just thought, you know, no. But, um, you know, there was just something just different about him. And so, you know, we talked and, and met up. And in fact, initially when I had reached out to him, um, he's pretty far away from me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just like at the time I had too much going on and I was just like, no, it's not going to work out. And then um, I reconnected and just, hey, hey, you know, did you find what you're looking for? And he's like, no. And I said, all right, well, you know, what about this weekend? And, um, and you know, it was just it was like that. But it was just kind of what I like about like I said, it's just straightforward. This is what I want, you mm -hmm. know. And you, you were know, on there looking because you're just looking for like a booty call or you're just looking for someone to have sex with. Like, what are you like when you say it's so direct? Is it because you're not looking for a relationship in your life and you just want right. like sex with the guy that you kind of like and feel comfortable with? Yeah. I mean, if I'm looking for a relationship, I'm not going to Craigslist. Right. Like, quite honestly, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so to me, Craigslist is kind of like fantasy fulfillment, you know, a quick hookup or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that's what, in my mind, you know, that's my intention. Now, let me just so, get a little backstory on you, Sarah. How old are you? 40. You're 40. And now, have you ever been married or anything like that? No. Okay. And when was, like, your last long-term relationship? Um, I just, about a few months ago, I ended up been seeing somebody for about a year and a half, almost two years. Mm-hmm. So you're, yeah. so now let me ask you this. Are you the type of person when you're with someone, you're totally monogamous? Yes. Okay. So this Craigslist thing, is it a new thing for you or have you always sort of gone on there looking for like hookups and that kind of a thing? Um, I did it before, I guess when I was younger, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I guess I first kind of discovered Craigslist um, and I had, like I said, you know, I'd met up with people, but then I, w- I foolishly thought, well, maybe I could, it would be, a f- you know, a cheap way to like date somebody, you know? Right. And back um, then when Craigslist first came out, cause you're 40, I'm in my 40s. So, you know, back then there was no other way to sort of meet right. people. There wasn't all these other like regular dating sites. Right. So maybe right, you go exactly. there and you think, Oh, I could get sex and then it could turn into a relationship or whatever, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And early in, I guess like mid twenties, I guess I was exploring kind of like, um, uh, dominant submissive lifestyle and mm-hmm. so Craig, Craigslist was an easy way to kind of engage with people who were in that lifestyle and kind of learn about it and talk to them and you know kind of put feelers out there so initially you know back then that's what I did I was just you know chatting with people um, but nothing really no relationship or anything no hookups really materialized out of it Never, you never, so in all the years, in your 40 years, in between guys that I'm assuming that you've dated, you go into Craigslist sometimes and just look around, right? Um, Mm -hmm. In none of that time, did you ever have sex with anybody or any kind of hookup? No, no. Interesting. And now how come, do you think? I mean, because that's a long Um, time. And how many people would you say you sort of engaged with? Like tons of people? No, not tons of people. I mean, initially I had... Like I said, you know, it was more kind of learning about the dominant submissive lifestyle. And so I would talk with people and right. there were, you know, a lot of crazy people out there. Like I remember I had chatted with this one guy who was significantly older than me and his idea of the lifestyle was completely foreign than anything I was interested in. And so we talked for a really long time and then I was just like, this dude is not on the same page with what I want, mm-hmm. you know, um, but then, you know, I was I was always kind of a, I was always a safety girl. So I was afraid of just like the random like people are out here. You just hear horror stories, right? So I was just yes. kind of you know people a little have gotten out murdered that. by people on Craigslist. I yeah, mean, that's like absolutely. a thing, right? So and as a woman, you always have to be weary if you're not really vetting somebody. You know, a guy meeting someone, and if you're not telling anyone, and this is something that you're doing on the down low, exactly. it's even. Worse, you know, I don't know. I haven't gotten to that question yet. Like, do most do people know that you do this, or is this sort of a secret thing that you do on the side to sort of fulfill your fantasy, or what? You know, or or do people know? Yeah, no, 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 nobody really knows. Um, yeah, and so, and that's the other thing too. You know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, like you said, you know, you're doing it on the down low, and you know, so you're not really telling people what you're doing. No, you got it. So you if you wind up on Dateline, because I watch those shows, I love those shows, you know, it's like you disappear, <laughs> no one understands why, but then they get a hold of your computer and they're like, oh, you know, you come oh. back from commercial break and it's because they're like, oh, they found out she was on Craigslist and she was hooking up with these guys and then you know what happened. You just got exactly. knifed by one of them. Exactly. So you have to be careful because we've all seen that story. So it's, exactly. so you have been super cautious, like as much as you want to do something like this and you're open to it, you're super cautious and you're smart about the way you do your business and you haven't met anybody that you felt comfortable enough in all these years to actually hook up with. Right. Right. Except Will. And what was it about Will? Do you think? I think, you know, he was very non-threatening, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it wasn't, it wasn't anything at all about the whole, it wasn't the whole dominant submissive thing. It wasn't that it was just straight, you know, listen, I have, I sort of have an issue here and I'm looking to meet somebody who would be open. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I guess he just, he was non-threatening and he was just, he wasn't aggressive in his conversation either, Mm -hmm. you know, and 
And he, you know, he wanted to talk first and all that kind of stuff. So he just approached it differently. Right. You know, I think so. because I listen, I talked to him for like 45 minutes and I, you know, questioned him like Barbara Walters. That's what I do on my show, you know. And so I know I got from him the fact that like this is like a normal guy that probably if his dick wasn't too big and he could just get girls in a regular way and he didn't have this problem that he would never be on Craigslist. Right. Um, right. Sort of right. doing it. He was doing it after, you know, because, you know, he's a 30 something year old guy and he's just been out there trying to do it the regular way. And it's just like you know, he gets to the point where he pulls it out and most women can't take it so that, you know, he looks to Craigslist to be sort of like a problem, like a solution to his problem, right? He could go on there, weed it out, get the women in front of him that could handle it and then take it from there and see if he likes them. Because when he does it the opposite way, he wastes a lot of time. So I think, you know, maybe that's why you felt less threatening from him because he's not really on there you know, because he's just looking for some secret sexual kind of a th- dirty thing, you know, which maybe right. that freaks you out if you're it's a total stranger, you know. Um, right, exactly. He's a yeah. regular guy with a, who's really well hung. And maybe for somebody like you, that was like the perfect thing, like hitting the jackpot. I'm assuming you yeah. must be a size queen. I mean, you saw his ad, right? Is that what appealed to you? Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Yeah, well, you know what? And another thing, I too, he put his face out there. I know. You know, uh-huh. he put his face out there. So, you know, that was the other thing too, where a lot of people just, you know, they hide. They only give you a shot of the cock, and that's it. And they, you know, they hide who they are. And and he didn't do that. Well, I so, was even um, wondering. This is why I'm glad to have you on because I'm like, you know. Is he, is that even real? Do you know what I'm saying? And he was like, no, I put face shots and you could have my list, your listeners look at, you know, he sort of told me all that stuff. Um, you know, cause I was like, maybe he's bait and switching women. Like maybe he puts those pictures up, but you show up, but like, I mean, you met him, you fooled around with him, you had sex with him. So like that, those pictures of his face, which I never saw, but he told me he puts them out there as well as the pictures that he put up of how well hung he was. Those were all the real deal, right? Well, so the pictures of the face are definitely the real deal. Yeah. There, you know, there are two pictures that he put up there that I thought there, there's one where it, I thought, he, I don't know where he got that from because that's, to me, that's not him. Okay. It, Cause it's, it, I mean, it's almost, it's, um, it looks like something alien. It, it's not real. You know, it's just. Yes, it's, I think but, that's the one I saw. It was like the biggest thing I've ever seen, like a baseball yeah. bat sticking out of, like yeah. between a guy's legs. Yeah, no, no. And then there's one picture that he had where um, he's fully dressed mm-hmm. and you can see the imprint. And to me, that looks like a dildo because nobody's that veined. So that when it's, you know, coming through the. the oh, my God, you're kidding me. So I didn't call him on that because uh-huh. when we started talking and then when we were um, texting, mm-hmm. he sent me videos. Oh, okay. So, right. Because so, I said to him, how did these women know that you're not? He said, well, listen, they show up and like, I mean, what what, what good would it do if I lied? You know, so basically right. he sort of said well, like, I, you know, I am what they they expect me to be. So the yeah. videos that he showed you, was it like? Were him. They were him. And, and how big he, was it? Huge. Like insanely huge? huge? In, in my opinion, because, like, so when we were talking, I told him when I was, I waited until I was 20 and I lost my virginity to my college boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And my college boyfriend was well endowed, okay? Right. He was, he was very long and he was what I 
come to know, you know, thicker than average. Right. Will Will has him beat tenfold right he told us he told my listeners and me that he is mm -hmm. eight inches around i believe it yeah i didn't measure but i believe it i I think it was eight inches is that even physically possible yeah i thought it was at least um at least nine or ten inches round right and what was your boyfriend in high school i mean your first boyfriend do you remember he was probably around like seven inches round maybe six Wow. So that's like the size of like a baseball can. Like what would you sort of like to so that we could get a picture in our heads? Like what would you say it's equivalent to like a regular like an inanimate object, a, like a, a beer can? Like what? Yeah. Like yeah. that thick. Yeah. Right. Hard. Because, because when when I first started to go down on him, I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Right. Because. I felt like I couldn't get any air in. Nothing else could fit into my mouth, and I couldn't get any air in. Right. And this is not your boyfriend. This is um, is Will. Will. Right. Okay. But then also, isn't it super long? Yes. Right. How long about? Um, 12, 12, 13 inches. Right. So you couldn't take it vaginally? Did you guys try? Yeah, I took took both. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my God. He's going to marry. Are you looking for a husband? You're not looking for a relationship, right? Because you know he is. <laughs> no, we didn't talk about that at all. Oh, no. okay. I don't want to, I don't want to burst your bubble in case, <laughs> you know, you could be the opposite. Most girls are like, that's what they're looking for. I was more like you. I was like never looking for that. So that would have freaked me out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. He, he finds it very hard to find. I mean, just between me and you and all my listeners, um, he finds it, he's like really looking for a relationship, but he wants to be sexually satisfied in his relationship. Like anybody would want to be right. And the problem is, you know, he meets girls and he likes them, but they just cannot take it. And they're always in pain and nobody's really enjoying it. And he wants, and that's not enjoyable for him. And most of the time he can't get his dick all the way in someone vaginally. So he never enjoys vaginal sex with anybody. Um, so he was really looking for somebody that could, and then hope, uh, hope that, you know, what follows after that is, you know, compatibility on other levels. But let's get back to like, you know, to year like you hooking up with him so where do you guys you said he lived far away from you where do you guys meet the first time and it was that the first did you guys have sex that same day that you met or that night yeah we did we did um i went to him i went to him i um you know i i thought about it and i thought about it and i just said well you know and just i'm an i'm a gut an instinct person. I mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily recommend this for any, everyone, but you know, I had talked to him. I felt comfortable. I, I, you know, I drove out there and I met him. And listen, um, you didn't feel comfortable with so many people. So I, right? I mean, that's the reason yeah. why you never wound up anyplace else, right? And you've been like right. sort of in and out of Craigslist for many, many right, years, right? right? Um, mm-hmm. So I would, I would. I would probably trust I'm the same way like I would trust that you knew because you did videos with him you talked with him that this was like a kind of a a, a normal decent guy that you could be safe going over his house and not telling anyone about it yeah yeah and I, I don't know I just and you were yeah. right I don't think he like you know you survived I talked to him for 45 minutes I think he's like a normal dude just you know with a super big dick right exactly exactly you know and um so, yeah, I mean, I, I went I went to him and, you know. And did you find him good looking? He talks about, I didn't see the pictures. He told me he posts pictures he of attractive. his face. He told me, you know, he talked about how, like, good looking he is, too. So he's attractive yeah. on top of it. Yeah, I think I think he's really attractive. And I think, I mean, he takes really good care of his body. You know, uh-huh. he's in great shape. Mm-hmm. He is, he's, he's hot. You right. Know, he's a hot guy. And, um, yeah, I, and I definitely could see. You know, if he and I had met at a bar and he had picked me up and then, you know, one thing led to another, mm-hmm. I'd be like, whoa, buddy, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I could see that happening where girls would just be like, um, no, this is not going to happen. Right. But you, know? you had had the boyfriend that was just a, a little bit smaller than him. So, yeah, you and you like that. Yeah, I like I like that that feeling of full yeah right totally totally and so and how long did you date that guy when in your 20s um for like four and a half years right so you were like how did you ever 
Like, how did you ever go from that for four and a half years to anyone else? Like, how does that happen? Like, do you eventually like get used to somebody else's size? I mean, I just think when you're, when you do have that and you're filled up and you're like, you know, and that is what's totally satisfying to you. Are you ever fully satisfied by somebody that, you know, is normal size? Yeah. I I mean, I think people, you know, quite honestly, they, it's overrated about size, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, if somebody's really, really small, then that's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem. But you know, like the last guy I was with, he was, you know, maybe he was average to smaller, and but you know, I, I still felt you know fulfilled, and he you was had really chemistry. Talented. Yeah, he was talented with his tongue, and mm-hmm. you know, and his fingers, and all of that. So, yeah. So it was cool. Yeah. Okay, so you show up at his place. He's mm-hmm. good looking. Yeah. You guys had done videos in the past, right? You guys were like Skyping or whatever. And you guys like, were you like guys jerking off or doing like kind of sexting stuff with each other? Or was it strictly like just you were like looking at the goods? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was more like he would send a video. I would send pictures and then we would chat about, you know, fantasies and stuff that we wanted to do and stuff. And then, um, you know. Yeah. So then you so showed I mean, up at his house a little buzzed, right? You said you went to a bar before. And then No, oh no, 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 no. I no, I say I was saying that if I could imagine if he had met a woman at a bar and just brought her home and Oh, right, right okay. You know. Right, yeah, okay. No. So you get to his house and then you guys like literally start going at it when you're there and it starts to come out and you were a little bit like whoa because it was even bigger than your first guys, right? Yeah, because here's the thing. I mean, he's so big that even when he's flaccid, he's huge. Right. So when he pulled it out, I was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) Right. You know, and then when it started to get bigger and bigger and bigger, I was just like, wow. Okay. And then, first of all, can you even use a condom with a, a dick that big? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, you know, I think it's really tight for him. It was, you know, it's uncomfortable. But he used a yeah. condom. He could fit one around that? Yeah, he did use one. Yeah. Okay. Um. So anyway, so, but you decide you're like into it. Like you were horny for that when you in the midst of fooling around, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, once I saw it, I was like, I, you know, like that's a mountain I've got to climb. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure he was so happy. This is like his big problem. Like, this is like, you know, you're exactly what he was waiting for. So wait, so you start like, be- like fucking him and it was like totally amazing. Could he get all the way inside? Could 12 inches go all the way inside a woman? Could he go totally in you vaginally? I would say that was, there's probably a couple of inches on the, you know, out, but he, he pretty much got all the way in there. Yeah. Really? And that, was it just like amazing because you hadn't had that since you were like 20? It, I mean, it felt, it was incredible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so much that you let him fuck you in the ass too that same night. Mm hmm. Wow. Okay. Did you stay at his place? We, yeah, we almost like, cause we had. He, I think he had he'd come twice at that point already, and so, um, you know, he's like anal next time, and I said okay, and then we were we were like laying there and talking, and then I said, you know, let's try, and so we tried, and he was able. He said that he wasn't um, he wasn't fully hard, uh-huh. so you know, so it'll be interesting because he wants to do that first next time, so it'll be interesting to see next time, but um, he was, yeah, I mean. And yeah, I was surprised. I I didn't think I'd be able to take as much as I could, but yeah. Right. And that was amazing too. Had you ever done anal with your first boyfriend with the really big dick? Yes. Yes. You had. So you were always a three input girl from early on. Yeah. Right. And he must have been like, holy shit. And now like, are you totally, I mean, have you guys seen each other on more than one occasion? Was that where you guys left off and then he texted me and put us together? Or like, where are you guys at now? So I'm going to see him again this weekend, Mm -hmm. that's the plan, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, have some more fun and go from there. I mean, I could imagine, because that must be like, I don't know, like you said, you get turned on by other guys and it doesn't have to be that, but because you kind of like it, maybe it's like a fetish thing or whatever, and you found Mm -hmm. someone that sort of has it and is a nice guy and super good looking and has a good body on top of it, right? Mm -hmm. You kind of like, uh, you know, have... uh, you know, you're uh, you should be as happy as he is that you guys met because in a way he's like really good for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, 
the last time I had encountered somebody this big, I we. I, he wasn't. Will is the biggest that I've ever seen. Right. In real life, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there was another guy that I had met, and we met online. But we met online in a chat room. It wasn't Craigslist, and it was online in a chat room. Uh-huh. And we had talked for a while, and we talked on the phone. And I went to go visit. We actually dated. We went on dates and stuff. Mm-hmm. And but his problem was, he as big as he was, he didn't know how to use it, and he could not stay hard. Are you kidding? That's so weird. How come? I have no idea. I have no idea. And so it was beyond frustrating because he could never fuck me. Like I even, but there. let me ask you: if it's soft but it's so big, can't you use that? No, because it, I mean, it's like there's no backbone to it. Right, so right, really, right. It's just mushy. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know. Uh-huh. So, and it was just frustrating. And it's just like I'm the type of person like oral is great, but I need, I want to have a cock inside of me. Right. You so, want to be penetrated for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, you know, he was like, you know, we'll just do this, and I'm like, no. And so eventually, it was just like, okay, enough, buddy. We're good. Um. So, you know. It's just, it's nice to have somebody where it's like it, everything kind of falls into place, you know? Yeah, totally. I I honestly didn't expect Will to be real. You know, I expected that there was going to be, for, I, I thought maybe there would be a bait and switch. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he sent me the videos and then, you know, talking to him, he's so chill. He's really cool. And just, um, and then, you know, and then sometimes it's like, okay, well, they have a, a great dick, but then, you know, do they know what to do with it? Can they really actually fuck you with it? And then, um, do you feel any kind of chemistry with him? Yeah. You know? And can he do other things? Like he told me he's really into oral too. Like, you know what I mean? Oh he's God, like yeah. the full package, right? That's what he says he normally does with girls because a lot of them can't take anything else. But, you yeah. know, it's not like he's just, he could do it all. Right. And in fact, I mean, I told him because oral... In, for me has not always been great because I have a large clit and guys tend to um, overstimulate it and like pull on it. And it just, it can be uncomfortable for me. And I They're told like, him, like, right. yeah, that's so, so interesting. Him, Wait, so what do they do? Most guys, I mean, just for guys that are listening. So listen, guys, if you get a girl that has a really big clit, do not, how do they overstimulate it? They suck too hard. Mm-hmm. They feel like, they, they, they suck too hard. They kind of pull at it, you know, um, and they, I think they forget. Well, I don't know. I, maybe they don't know. I, maybe, it's, you know, they don't have the same equipment. They don't understand. But it's, it's super sensitive. That's what I was going to say. I was, do you think maybe it's even more sensitive because it's like really big? <laughs> maybe. You know, yeah. maybe like hypersensitive that you have like a guy has to be a little bit uh, more careful. Right. Because maybe you have more yeah. nerve endings in there than the average maybe. clit. Right. Maybe, yeah, because I know, I mean, I come easily and often, so maybe. Right, yeah, that's great. Yeah, maybe you're, like, super, like, overly sensitive because it's, like, really big. But guys are into it, right? And then they just go crazy on it, and it's too much for you. Exactly, exactly. So I I told him, I was like, look, you know, that's not really my thing. I'm not a fan of it. So, and he's like, um, he's like, well, I have to. I have to lick you. I have to taste you. That's, you know, I have to. And he's like, I, I promise I know what I'm doing. And he does, mm-hmm. you know. Wow. You know, so you know. must have had the best time. Did you sleep over? No, I went home. Okay, cool. And now have you guys like, well, how does it work with something like that? Because I know that you're, I know what he's looking for. Okay. Um, and listen, he's a guy. So is he going to like, you know, be upset if you just want to have sex and no strings attached? Probably not. Um, but for you, because you're not really looking for a relationship, like how do you sort of work it afterwards? Especially cause this is like your kind of your first like Craigslist list hookup, right? Do you guys, right. have you guys been texting a lot? Like, I mean, you know, cause you want, you might wind up in a relationship without even really realizing it. If you just keep hanging we're, out and stuff, you know, we're texting. It's nothing crazy. Um, you know, but I mean, it's, it's, it's mainly sexual. So, I mean, there's nothing like that. I mean, I didn't, I didn't text him. The next day, um, he texts me maybe around in the afternoon or something, you know, or he's like, are you okay? Everything good? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm great. You know, I'm fine. <laughs> right. And, you know, talking and stuff. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. You know, I just, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy with status quo. You know, um, it kind of sucks that he's so far away because it would be nice to see him more often. Right. But, um, How far away is far away for you? Like two hours away, it, 40 minutes away, 20 minutes away? It's a, it's about an hour and 20. Right. That does suck. Right. 
yeah. So, and especially if you're not sleeping over or staying for the weekend. I mean, do you have plans next time to hang out for a little bit longer? No, not really. I mean, no? and that, yeah, and that's fine by me. You know, it's it's kind of um, to me, it adds to it. it. You know, just kind of going there and like you know doing the deed and just and leaving. You know, that kind of adds to it. So. Oh, that right. You that's kind of like the fantasy aspect of it. Like you want it to be that kind of like booty call in and out. Like that adds to the hotness. Yeah, I totally get exactly. that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And then, but you're not looking for sure, like for a relationship. No, <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you never know what the future holds, you know. Um, so, and we, he and I have not discussed that at all. You never know what the future holds, but you know. And I kind of, he, he was so excited that I was able to do all of the things that I was able to do with him, you know, so I wondered if he was going to quickly get attached, right? you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you know, we'll see. we'll see. Well, I think he's, you know, it's hard for him because think of put yourself in his position. Like I really thought I had, listen, I do my podcast. I get an email from somebody. I don't typically chat a lot with them via email and I just have them call up my show because I like to do my show. Like I like to get on the phone with a total stranger and then tape. A sure. con- you know, that's how I get my content right by asking all the questions. So I knew nothing okay. about him ahead of time. And um, I know that when I got on the phone, I just thought like this could be a joke. This could be you know, a guy that's saying his dick is too big, like, you know, but really, like, is it really? But like when I got when I at the end of the call, I really realized like this is a real guy that has kind of like a real problem. Like, I mean, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Quite honestly, I I mean, guys always talk about, you know, that's that that's that's a great thing. That's a great problem to have. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, we talked about it. I think it's worse if you're small, right? I think for sure it's worse. But for him, we talked about not just about meeting girls. It's for his own sexual pleasure. I mean, most of the time he, not even most of the time, like 99.9% of the time, he is not satisfied with women. He had one Spanish girlfriend once who could take Mm -hmm. him only anally. And she like moved right so that was that and ever since then he hasn't been able to find anybody the fact that you could take him vaginally and did he come through vaginal sex with you do you remember um no he no he didn't he didn't he he anally though he did Right. Okay. But I know that like I know for him it's hard because he doesn't sometimes feel like he could get totally in. But when Mm -hmm. someone could take it, the fact that you could do both and like it was a full on experience, he must be extremely satisfied. And maybe he's playing it cool, but I'm surprised he's not busting up your phone. (laughs) (laughs) Paying for you to move closer because this guy can't find a girl. It's very hard for him to find a woman that... He could be, a, you know, and let me ask you this. Do you guys, did you guys got kind of get along like as friends when you were together or did, was it just so sexual that you didn't even like really talk? There wasn't a whole, there wasn't a whole lot of talking, but, um, you know, I think, I think he was number one. I think he was surprised that I'm as old as I am. Mm -hmm. I I do. I do look a lot younger. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think he was surprised at that. I think he was also surprised at, um, how chill I was Mm -hmm. that, you know, I was just kind of straightforward and like, this is what it is, you know. Um, but he was, I mean, he was really sweet and nurturing and, and um, yeah, I mean. I, Let I me ask know. you this. I ask everybody on my podcast what they, because I don't know what you look like. He didn't tell me anything about you. Um, I, I forget what he rated himself, but he rated himself high too. Like, what would you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10? Like, I know that he's good looking because you said he is. Like, how hot are you? I think I've got, I think I've got, you know what, I, I, it's hard for me to do that in the sense that I think I'm an attractive girl, mm-hmm. you know, I've got straight teeth, I've got pretty eyes, I've got a nice smile, I, you know, um, and I think that when it comes to what men find attractive, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm five foot, you know, um, about 130 pounds mm-hmm. and, you know, um, triple D breasts, right? You know, real, so, right? Yeah, real. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm curvy. I'm petite. You know, I think, um, you know, my you're a spinner, uh, isn't that what kind? Yeah, spinner. yeah, exactly. <laughs> my my ex would say petite and packing. He likes right. petite and packing. Oh, and that, cute. That, right, right, right. 
you're you know, that was me. Right. So, I mean, I think when it comes to like the, you know, the male ideal of, you know, a petite, curvy woman, I definitely have that going on. And, you know, I'm not an ugly girl by any means. I think I, I have an attractive face, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I don't and know. I, I think like- personally this, what I believe sexiness is, it's not about like features of what you look like. It's how much, like for me, it, it comes from inside. And to me, if you want to yeah. be sexy, just like sex, like that, I think is what makes people sexy be comfortable in you know who you are and love sex right and that makes you sexy I think that's what sexy is all about you know and you obviously do you know you're super open from what I could tell just because of what you said you've done like you know I think to go onto Craigslist to try and live out these fantasies and have these relationships sort of on the down low like you have that side to you that is like sort of very open sexually and you have the balls to you know to uh uh, what is that the word to experiment you know and to fulfill yes. your fantasies and should try things out you know and I think yeah. that that's great you're sexually like liberated you know and you probably right. were I mean, you know because listen you're I'm like I said I'm in my 40s too and when we were younger growing up it was a very different world you know so people right. were Agreed. very uptight and stuff I never was I was always super open and very sort of progressive and I couldn't wait to get laid and have sex and try all kinds of things you know were right. you that way when you were younger or do you like suppress it and now that's why you're sort of trying to live out your fantasies or how were you when you were younger I, I definitely think I was you know I was more open but the thing I, I think I when I look back on myself and my sexuality and how it's evolved over the years like mm-hmm. so no, so number one I was always um I was always really smart about about it like I felt anything I wanted to know about I, I learned this from my mother anything you want to know about there's a book on it right, right. Mm-hmm. but I always read even way before I was ready to have sex I did a lot of reading of you know sexuality and and all of that I just mm-hmm. wanted to know everything about it yeah that's you're then, curious on top of it and like you said and smart right you want to know the, the the what it's about as well besides just experiencing it exactly mm-hmm. exactly and then I my thing was I didn't like want to, I wasn't waiting for a certain age and I like, I no peer pressure like that. I knew that I wanted to be in love the first time I had sex. Mm-hmm. And so that was important to me. And so I didn't really, I didn't want to date in high school and I had a bunch of friends we hung out. And so it wasn't until college that I got a boyfriend. And so I was a virgin until I was 20. Okay. And so and, oh, and know, that was, so your first guy, your first dick, your, you lost your virginity to that guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. So for me, it was just always like I was mature mm-hmm. and I, you know, I looked, I had re- done all this reading about sex and different types of sexuality and different types of, you know, ways to stimulate and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, I felt like really educated. So when it came time, I always said, as long as both parties are willing participants mm-hmm. and everything is, you know, cool and agreed upon, like I'm open, like I'm, I'm willing to try and everything. You know, right, right, right. But you yeah. wanted to do, no, but I think that that's smart. Like you are smart right and that's how you sort of approach the whole craigslist thing too in the same way you have you know it's just it's just who you are right you're super smart you're very thorough and you really think things out but you're also open-minded and i think that that is really great you know and um i think that you know uh like other it's not about being uptight or anything like that like I mean you have that fine balance you know between being someone that's like maybe just promiscuous and doing things that maybe they shouldn't be because they're trying to live out their fantasies but they do it in ways that you could wind up chopped up in a bag somewhere you know right 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 but not you because you have that part of you and that's just probably a part of who you are probably in every area of your life and you're that way sexually as well Probably. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. Yeah. Right. I mean, and what about like marriage? I mean, for me, I know why I've never been married at my age. Like, have you ever had that desire to do it? Or do you approach marriage in the same way that you're like, you're super sort of like, not picky, but like, you're very, you know, you're waiting for the right thing to happen. And you just haven't found that or are you not into it? Um, no, I'm definitely, I believe in marriage. I'm definitely open to it. I think that, you know, maybe my head has gotten in the way too some uh-huh. too much sometimes. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Um, but for me it was like my college boyfriend, I did think I was going to marry him. Uh-huh. And when we broke up, I felt like 
I needed really to take time and understand, you know, I just, I took a lot of time in between there before I got into anything. Well, maybe you were super that. hurt by that and you didn't, you know, you were protecting yourself. Yeah. So for me, I mean. That happens, I've, especially with the people that overthink. I think, you know, they're the yeah. ones and the smarter ones, you know, things run deeper. So if you like when you get, you know, when things end or something, you get really hurt and that kind of hurt could run as deep as everything else in your life and therefore make you really gun shy to get into another thing because it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to go through that kind of pain again, you know, when it's so intense. Exactly. And, you know, looking back on it, I know if I had married him, we'd be, we'd be divorced. You know, there's no way that you were only 20. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so for, so yeah, I mean, you know, marriage is something that is important to me, but at the same time, I'm really happy by myself. Right. So it'll have to be somebody like really amazing to like, where I just feel like I can't be without them for, for me to say yes to marriage. Right. Because you're too super independent. I totally get that. I mean, it is like when you are happy alone, it's like you have to meet somebody that really check, like you check off all the boxes that you're looking for because why else would you sort of settle in? I think a lot of people sometimes, you know, settle for somebody because the thought of being alone is worse. So scary to them. Yeah. And I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not that chick. I'm not that way. And to me, you know, men are amazing. I love them. But they're also <laughs> can be dirty, gross creatures. Oh so my the God. idea of, I just like, call have... them pieces of garbage. Most of them <laughs> across the board. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. The idea <laughs> of having to live with most of them just kind of grosses me out. You know. So, right. Oh I mean, yeah, so... you have a, you're a little picky. Yeah, you have that. You know, it would take the right kind of guy to be able to yeah. settle down with you. There's a there's a perfect kind of guy though for your personality type it's like a breed of dog I always say you know it exists sure. out there and you probably have met guys like that and you know you're total because you're smart you know you probably know yeah. the the total type that you need you know and yeah. it is a little well, bit of your opposite you know and so a guy that's like really really into you too well and you know one thing I also noticed too is there was one guy that um I thought I met him and we dated for a couple of years on and off and I thought He's somebody, like if I could ever get married, he's a person I could get married to. Mm -hmm. And the reason was, Mm -hmm. because I'm so strong and independent, I... I have to really trust that you can handle things as a man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And well, they have to be more of a man than you. And you're like a dude yourself, right? You're independent. You right. take care of yourself. You know what to do. Like you're you're on top of your game. So it's hard exactly. to meet a man that makes you feel like a woman. I have the same problem. You know, it, it takes a yeah. very manly man to make you feel like a woman because most of the time a guy would be less than you right in a certain way unfortunately and then you feel like the guy you know they let you take over they let you do you know and then before you know it that doesn't make you like horny for a guy or not it's you can get horny for that guy but you don't feel girly with that guy and I think that's what every woman wants especially women like us I'm I have your same personality type really you know so it takes a certain kind of guy to make me feel womanly around him you know what I mean and then bring that out in me and make me feel romantic with him you know and um, exactly exactly mm -hmm. I when I'm in a relationship I totally want to feel like the lady I want to feel taken care of protected and and like I can sit back and I don't have to step in he's going to handle things right and then he knows that I'm strong enough that when he's not around you know, Sarah's got things. She's got it handled. Right. But it doesn't you know? mean that because some guys, what happens with with that kind of girl, they either feel intimidated by that or they clash with that. And there's like sort of a like, you know, the alpha alpha thing going on. Yes. Or yes. they let you take too much control. And before you know it, you're the dude in the relationship. And you're exactly. like, you know, or you're like the therapist, you know, it's just like it's so. But there are those kind of guys out there. They exist. Um, and they're most exactly. of the time they're yeah. relationship guys and they're nice guys. You know, they're more your opposite, you know, um, that really like strong women that really right. like women and they prefer their women to be strong. They feel, you know, they feel comfortable with a woman who's their equal. Um, yeah. And that guy will treat you like 
a woman, you know, the same that another guy would treat like a very quiet, passive girl. You know what I mean? They treat you the same way. And that's what I think you probably lack in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll see. I mean. But for now, you know, you do. Listen, I'm just going to tell you straight up that this guy is like the way he pitched it on my podcast. You know, Mm -hmm. he's got his own business. Okay, he's pretty financially okay. You know, his he's got everything in his life taken care of. He definitely really. Do you want kids? Um, I, I'm on the fence. You know. Yeah, yeah you gotta get out. You gotta figure that out because I'll tell you as a as a woman who I'm having a baby with a surrogate, and I went through years of trying to have a baby in my 40s, and it's very it, it gets harder as it goes along. At a 40, you are still yeah. good to go. And you should yeah. make that decision. If I could change one woman's life to not go through what I went through, because I just didn't know, and women don't really talk about it, and everyone has that friend that got pregnant in one second when they were 45, or right. you hear about this person right. that had an IVF and got pregnant, and you think, I lived in the real world, and I did it, and I have friends that did it. Like, and I'm just telling you, it's not mm-hmm. like that. And you could save yourself. You know, either freeze your eggs now at 40 so you could figure out mm-hmm. what you want, or try to figure out whether you want it and start it before you're 43 like seriously because yeah. after that you're 44 you 45 it. you're like at one percent chance or five it's wow. really it's really it's really real i lived it i tried for three years i'm having a baby i had to do surrogate like i mean you can't you don't even hear my whole story but like i'm telling you you should figure that out for yourself you should really like you do everything else you know you're yeah. like how you plan everything else and think of like you yeah. really 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 should mm-hmm. you know d- Put it in your mind that you want to make a decision on that, you know, before the end of your 41st year. So you could like either say, that's what this is what I'm going to do. And I want to have a baby and I'm going to, you know, I have to have a relationship however that looks for you. Or you right. have to say, oh, I don't I don't think God I don't want a baby and I don't have to worry about it, you know. Right, right, right. Okay. Because it no, is at 40, it's very important to figure that out. Just because of, you know, just because of your eggs. That's the only reason. Right. Absolutely. No, absolutely. That makes sense. Thank yeah. You. So you should. But this guy's really looking for a relationship. Um, yeah. I'm very curious to see what happens with Are you seeing anybody else at the time? No, no, no. I, I broke up with somebody um, a couple of months ago and... Yeah. How did that end? How come that ended? Um, (laughs) uh, I thought we were exclusive. You know, we've been together for quite some time. Oh, God. Yeah, I just, you know. Well, that's very common, too, unfortunately. But how did you find out? So this was a guy you were dating exclusively. Yeah. He was your boyfriend? Um, And you trusted him? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's tough. And uh, I just, he used my computer and he didn't sign out of his email and you know this I is found- a dumb and what did you find so i found that he had you know he was on um okay cupid and uh re- you know chatting with people and it had been going on for a really really long time where you know and be, again, he you know he didn't sign out of his email, and so I, I clicked on it. And I guess maybe he had even used OkCupid okay on my computer, because when I clicked on the um, message, it took me straight into his profile. And oh I could see, God! I could see the conversations and the fact that he had been talking to, you know, lots of women for several months, and he had. Um, been exchanging his his number with them so i knew you know i was only seeing a fraction of the conversation oh my god you must be devastated when you because you totally like you because i'm like you like you talk about like your instincts and like all the stuff so i would trust your judgment right i mean this guy looked you in the face for over a year and you just thought for sure this guy was like totally monogamous yeah, I mean, and he, you know, he was with me all the time, so that was the other thing, too. But listen, I mean, I have had friends who 
have been cheats and cheated. And I know that when a man wants to get it in, it doesn't matter if he's got like seven kids and three mm-hmm. wives. Right. He's gonna find he's gonna make time for the mistress or the girlfriend. You know, he's oh yeah, that's what he wants to do. Of course, and a lot of guys do it. Unfortunately, it's just the way yeah. that it is. I think you know so. what's really humbling in life is that no matter how old we ever are, we're always learning new things. And just when you think you know everything, someone could take you for a fucking loop, and you could be like, oh my god, you know, just when I thought like I have good instincts or what you know what I mean I could be just totally taken and it just keeps you on guard you just have to you know and sometimes it's just a learning lesson that that type of guy exists that type of guy that like whatever he was that sort of pitched himself in that way like that guy could be fucking cheating on your computer in your own house you know it's like crazy I mean you don't want to get too in your head about that because then it makes you not try because listen it makes you not trust anybody but I don't know about you. I have a lot of guy friends. I have a lot of girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of guy friends. And, you know, most guys cheat, but there are guys that don't cheat, you know, and those Absolutely. guys exist. So, you know, as much as that guy's a fucking asshole, you know, there's the, the right guy for you it doesn't cheat and they exist too, you know, so you can't get too, uh, I mean, it's hard to trust after you go through something like that. Yeah. That is a difficult thing when the rug is pulled from underneath you like that. It's a, it's pretty tough, you know, to sort of open yourself back up and fall into a relationship. So maybe this is why you're like on Craigslist just looking for guys to bang, you know? Yeah. I mean, keep it light, you know, nothing too crazy. But um, yeah, and that's the thing. I have, I have lots of girlfriends who are married to great men mm-hmm. who are in strong relationships. I have great guy friends that I know, you know, are good guys. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know that there are good ones out there. Exactly. Um, It's just a matter of timing. And it's when you really want it. I think, you know, when you're you're not sold on that whole thing, you know, yet. Right. Right. You're still young as far as I'm concerned. Right. And so. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why you look young. You are, you know, and so when you're really ready for it, like that, that's when it'll happen for you. But it'll be when you really want to. Like, that's what you that's how you've lived your whole life. And I respect that. I was talking to somebody today and I think that's like, you know, the key to sort of really being happy is to sort to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Not because you read the book and you're supposed to get married or you're supposed to have kids or, you know, this is what people tell you you're supposed to do. I've never lived my life that way. And I've always been super happy, not meaning that you're happy every single day and everything's great, but that inner happiness. And it's just like, you have to be true to whoever you are and whatever that means. And if at 40, you're single and you don't have kids and you don't want to be married, but that's what you want. That's perfect for you. And then when that changes and you want something else, you do, you know, you do it. You don't do anything because you know, you have to the whole thing though, about your eggs though. It's like, just so you don't have to actually do something before you're ready. Go. If you can just freeze them then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like for real, because no, that but- will make a very big difference. Absolutely. For Absolutely. you. No, I'm definitely going to look into that. Definitely. Look into it. And your guy that lives far away, I, you know, I don't know. I'm so curious to see what happens with you guys down the line. I don't think this is going to be a one or two or four time thing. And I think the distance actually mm-hmm. might be a thing that works in his favor with you if he does like you and wants a relationship. Because at this point right now, because of what you went through, I think maybe that makes it a little safe. And because it's safe, you might actually find yourself, you know, opening up to him more than you would if he was like right there on you sort of demanding something more. I don't know. That's just my little prediction. I think maybe (laughs) something. I know he's a guy that's really looking for a relationship. And the fact that you really had great sex with him and could take it and actually really liked it is very hard for him to find. So, um, you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see what plays out with you guys. So keep in touch. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been interesting so far. So, you know, Oh my God, you guys are going to have a listen, regardless, you guys are gonna have a lot of fun. He's a cool guy. You seem super cool too. That like, listen, if nothing happens, you guys will be really cool friends that have really great sex with each other. And that's like a hard thing to find. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it is hard. People think booty calls are so easy. They're not. It's a fucking pain in the ass to find like the right sort of situation a lot of times. Oh my God. Right. I mean, please. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, if he winds up to be good, even if you just get that, that's like great. But, you know, I feel like there is a potential of a relationship to possibly 
with you guys. He's a good I mean, catch. I think he's I, a very good I catch. I never say never. I never say never. Well, that's so, good. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So, you know, I'm like a, a year from now, I want the update to see what happens. <laughs> okay. Definitely. Thanks right. so much okay. for calling in, Sarah. Thank you, Kathy. Good Have luck. a good one. You too. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly.